0: b b b sides Oh yeah, I forgot about that I kind of wish I continued to forget about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, But I'll take it b b b sides Hi and welcome to Behind the Hype I'm your host as always, Brian Dress. With me as always, Jonathan Artisty Yay! <laughs> uh, Cherry unfortunately, cannot join us today for... Uh, <laughs> Her call time got bumped up in the rudest of ways, since she has to go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> oh, uh, yuck! Yuck! But you know, good times. Uh, anyhow, so here we are in week two of uh, horror director B sides, and uh... <laughs> we're off to a great start. Uh, oh man, John, you picked uh, you picked Mimic. I did. I did. Uh, for the because i saw the name attached to it guillermo del toro yeah you know name was not attached to director that i hear is like really heavily handed in the background of this thing is the weinstein bastards uh, oh and bob they uh they basically apparently try to hijack the movie from him so that that is why i am okay not liking this movie yeah if this was all del toro i'd be like what what'd you do man what'd you do yeah, that, that, I, since I have that in my back pocket, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fine being mean to this today. Yeah, I, I realized, I, I was reading up on it after we picked the movie and I <clears throat> sat down to watch it. I was like, there's a director's cut? And I researched it and he, he kind of did his own little cut because he wasn't happy with how the movie turned out. And I was like, oh no, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, Spaghetti-o, uh, what are we in for? Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing, it's a movie that happened. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, I kind of wish we'd watch the um, Del Toro cut. Uh, I, I didn't realize there was a Del Toro cut until uh, far too late, um, yeah. as in like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're all uh, fans of a, a director's cut here. We, we, oh, yeah. We they, are very pro-director's cut. Yeah, they hit more than they miss in our experience. Yeah, and uh, th- this was kind of a unfortunate, oops, should have done a little bit more research. But we'll talk about the movie we watched today, which is the theatrical cut of Mimic. Uh And uh, I I will have some nice things to say about it. uh, As John said before we started recording, I agree with him. The Del Toro stuff is good. Yeah. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, But John, do you want to give us a quick breakdown of what happens in this uh, masterwork? Sure. Uh, Yeah, so the movie begins with a bit of a a setup that there's this disease that's claiming hundreds of the city's children uh, called Strickler's disease. And they can't find a cure or a vaccine. And they're having a tough time. And it's all because of the bugs. The bugs are spreading the disease, uh, specifically cockroaches, I believe. And so uh, this uh, doctor, uh, Susan Tyler, uh, played by, uh, oh, I'm blanking on it, Mia, Mi- Mira Sorvino. Yes. Uh, she develops this uh, kind of fusion between a termite and uh, another bug that essentially will speed up the cockroaches metabolism so they can't eat enough to survive and it'll kill them all out. And it works. The cockroach population disappears or so they think and they're all happy. And she marries her doctor partner, um, or he's either a doctor partner or a cop partner. The movie is never clear on that to me. (laughs) Um, but they get married. And then three years later, suddenly people start going missing in the sewers and these bugs start showing back up again that shouldn't be there. This Judas breed of bug that she made that is coming back with a with a vengeance. Turns out that yes, they even though they put uh, um, fail safes in place, that didn't work. Nature found a way. And now these bugs can be like human size and their wings can kind of clip together to make them look like faces. And uh, while this is all going on and they're trying to solve this mystery, this um, Wikipedia calls, calls him, him an autistic kid. Chewy, I don't know if that's the case, but he can mimic the sounds of these bugs, and so he gets kidnapped. And then when they all get down into the sewers, they find a whole colony that has had been able to like get like thousands upon hundreds of thousands of generations in three years, and so they blow the shit out of the underground <laughs> <laughs> to destroy the the male, the fertile male, the only one who can actually like seed this population. And uh yeah, they succeed by the skin of their teeth, and um. Josh Brolin's in this movie for a little bit, and he dies. And uh, <laughs> we have a little bit of a, a cameo from, oh, what's his name, from Walking Dead. Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Yep. And then there's a professor who shows up for a little bit, F. Murray Abraham, which oh, is yeah, weird because I just saw him in a, a Mythic Quest as a <laughs> real crackpot. And so to see him in this as a serious professor type, I was like, this is weird. Well, I should have been enjoying the movie, which should tell you something,
1: but that's what happened.
0: You did kind of leave out to me what is the best slash worst thing in the, in the entirety of the movie, which is you're, you're wrapping up the end of the film there, but you forgot the actual ending, which is just, it stops. It just ends. It just stops being a movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, what? It is just the biggest splash of cold water of just like, it feels like it's going to cut to another shot. And this is like, nope, credits. We're out of right, this bitch. Not even that we didn't get them all. Not, yeah, like, nothing. Because I, you know, when I looked for this movie on streaming, it was like there were sequels. I was like, oh, they're gonna show something like, oh, they didn't quite get one. The second fertile male who has just been hiding, you know, the better, the the better yeah. male or whatever. It's yeah, nothing. It just stops. It's just kind of like, whoa, okay, I guess it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I wasn't upset about it. Like I said, I was not exactly having a good time. But it was like, whoa. Just one of those weird, like, I don't think you had an ending. And then when you look it up, you find out Guillermo del Toro had an ending. Uh, and the, the, the bastards didn't like it. And they made him change it. And then recast a role. And it was a whole thing. Ugh. But that makes it feel like it happened way earlier. Like before production. I don't know why they didn't write more to it. It really just kind of like... I don't know why it bothers me so much, because like, it, it was kind of a trope back in that like late 90s time period of like when the movie's over, it's over, get the fuck out. Um, but right. this one just felt very abrupt of just the conflict is done, the explosion happened. You find out that somehow, even though the explosion happened right where the guy was and he was like two feet below it under like two feet of water, he's fine. But every <laughs> other bug in the sewer system is obliterated. But right, he, and, and my mutated cockroaches, like cockroaches that can survive anything, mutated versions of them, couldn't oh, yeah. stand a blast, and yet he could. It requires a big leap of logic. Yeah, he had like two feet of water, so I guess he he's cool. Um, but yeah, you find out they're alive, and then it's like, okay, everyone's alive, 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 alive check, 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 done. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. you are like, oh, oh okay, I, I, I figured everything was going to be explained and kind of wrapped up, and or like freeze frame and credits or like something a little bit more like there's like one more step we're missing just an acknowledgement that like it's been three years the fact that you killed one infestation probably means nothing yeah like just that sort of like all right guys i guess the war against the human sized bugs begins because clearly this can't be it right like that would have been nice like i I know they probably didn't want to tee up sequels for whatever reason probably because del toro was so fucking pissed at the wine scenes and he didn't want to work with them anymore but it did kind of feel weird. Like, it's just such a out. Um, I guess some people would probably find that refreshing, maybe. I don't know. It just it really, really didn't work for me. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of split on the abrupt ending and whether that's good or not. Because I've seen movies that have, like, that take too long to end. Or movies that are just ending too soon. And I'm still kind of on the fence. You could probably convince me either way, depending on what day it is. But in general, this felt, even for being abrupt, it felt too abrupt. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and then just all the pieces. I mean, we can jump right into it. It's just yeah. because of the pacing. The pacing is the biggest problem here, is that this thing just kind of uh, travels like uh, bug slime and then like becomes really fast and then slow and then really fast. Like, it kind of made the movie feel really long. Oh, but, yeah. But then by the end, even though it still feels abrupt, you're like, oh, it's probably good that it's done. Like, okay, whew, I guess I can do other <laughs> things. You know what? Have I been here all night? No, just a couple of hours. But you're you're not wrong about the pacing. Like you just you take, for example, like you have very long explanation scenes about like what termites kind of do. Like, oh, this is how their male lives is how this happens. Very, very long, slow, like close ups on little termites. Very descriptive. But then near the end of the movie, uh, they kill that one bug and they just flip it over. Like, look, he has lungs. I guess that means this moving on. It's like, what? (laughs) Right, right yeah and there's a lot of time spent on like how the bugs drag their prey down into like holes I was like oh yeah you know Chekhov's bug that's gonna show up later sure and and sort of but not really like yeah I mean Mira is dragged to a hole but they don't really mind that much no and for all the stuff she was saying about the bugs which my my level of caring about bugs is pretty low to begin with so like this fact dump that takes forever i was like okay it's gonna pay off in some sort of way that they're gonna beat them with bug knowledge and it's like well no i mean no. the only time it comes up is when they you know put goo all over themselves and i was like oh thank god they're putting goo on themselves something to be uh genre-y here yeah because like the, the i'm gonna get to the stuff i like later i was about to kind of transition to it but like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna keep complaining um, Cause there <laughs> is some really good stuff in here but but the for me, it's the, like, I really enjoyed the creature design. Like, when you actually got to see them, like, especially the animatronic ones, uh, or I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, like, the, the practical ones, they looked really cool and goopy and gross, and, and I enjoyed it, but I, I had not seen this before, and I, I watched the trailer, and I see this whole, like, mimic, and they show, like, the face, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So they're kind of, like, humanoid bucks. and I was kind of getting into that idea uh, of them being, like, like, especially in the trailer when they drop the whole Mira Servino line of the How have we not seen them before? I think we have. And it's like, (laughs) oh, wow. Are they actually like among us? And then it's like, oh, no, they can just kind of flip their wings together. And it just kind of looks human-esque. And maybe from a distance, you wouldn't know you're looking at a huge bug. It was kind of disappointing in a weird way. I was like, oh, so this is just kind of a straight up monster movie, which is cool. I mean, I guess I should have expected that from Del Toro. Um and I do enjoy that aspect of it. That's going to be a lot in the stuff I enjoy about the movie. Um, but it was also this sort of like, I thought it was going to be more than just big cockroaches. Uh, yeah. Like with that line in particular, you're like, that, that's a line that belongs in a, um, <clears throat> in like the faculty. Also yeah. from Dimension and the <laughs> yeah. Weinsteins, right? Like that's, that's where that move, that line belongs in that movie where it's like they take over the humans and look like them. Whereas, like, we see the the face, like, once, and, in, in, like, really clearly. And it's like, oh, that's what you're going for. But then why would she say, we, like, because you would notice that. They walk yeah. weird still. Yeah, and, like the, the kid always calls them, like, funny shoes. And it's like, these are noticeable things. Yeah. Like, the movie is pointing, like, putting red flags, little pins in these things, like, pay attention. But then, like, we never circle back in any significant way to kind of get what they're all about. There's no establishment of these bugs really yeah, like, you don't circle back and if you do it's kind of disappointing like you don't really circle back on most of like the termite explanation until you feel like you see the one lines like this is a soldier it wouldn't die for anything it's like oh yeah I remember that from what she said earlier like it's just such like that's why we spent all that time there was to just say this other line later right and then the whole um, blood crazy when they're in the, the train car yeah and they just they bombard the train car and it's like it's the blood they smell the blood the the only other time other line i can think of that um is that same way that just is in there and makes no sense is the line in the original suicide squad movie where he's like her heart's free you gotta shoot it or whatever Uh, (laughs) that line that's just kind of edited in there for no reason just like to state the obvious that's kind of what that line did i mean but even though this is this version's worse in mimic where it's like the blood the blood has never been a thing yet like no and then it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, I guess I can go along for this ride. But even with that, I'd stop putting that bug juice in the guy's open wound. Yeah. And when they were doing that, I was like, okay, is he going to turn into a bug? Something? To just kind of spin this thing off the rails a bit more? Because at least with that, you would be watching a crash. And yeah. Cool. I thought That's we were fun. going for... I honestly thought we were going for Bug Baby. like Because she got bit in the hand in the beginning of the thing, and then you had the pregnancy <sighs> oh, yeah. scare. yeah. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, bug baby. Okay, I'm into this." I could see Del Toro doing that. It's kind of gross and like he always likes the whole like birth thing. Like that's one of his things. I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then no, that just it it did nothing. Yeah, and, uh, and I bet that was like something early that was removed or something cuz that's a good idea. And I feel like he yeah. would have stuck with that. But then, especially uh, with how much time uh, they spend on that in the beginning too, just like, "We'll try again later." "Oh, I'm so sad." And then nothing. Yeah, that that goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like we've done enough of, like, the dissing of this thing because, yeah, it's pretty straightforward what's bad about this. I'm trying to they think. Don't... There's one other thing I really wanted to bring up before we go into the nice stuff because there's a lot of nice stuff. Um, nah, you know what? Never mind. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's move on to the, the positive stuff. If I think of another negative one, I'll, I'll throw it in there because I, I won't be able to help myself. Um, I want to start kind of small with the positive stuff, though, Uh Because there's one thing that I picked up on pretty quick in this movie, and maybe it's just me inflecting, but I don't think it is. I loved that there's a lot of, like, nods and homages to, like, old-school monster movies. Yes, yes. Like, Like, I really got kind of, like, a Frankenstein vibe from this movie pretty early on. Like, this girl's kind of a mad scientist, kind of, like, just making shit up without really thinking about the consequences of what they're doing and just throwing their creation out into nature. Like, I enjoyed that. And then when you, when we, the audience, first encounter it, like one of the first brutal kills that we see it do is a child, just like Frankenstein, like in the original like movie. The first time he goes out, he kills a kid. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I kind of love that stuff. Like that. Like I like seeing Del Toro kind of play. And there was just a little bit of that, and it was so much fun. Even the way that the um, the humanoid version of the creature walks and uh, shambles around, like a lot of different versions of the frankenstein monster do that where he's in a dark coat just kind of slinking off to the side uh the penny dreadful show did this he was just mm-hmm. hang in the shadows with a dark coat and walk around and shamble and like i saw that i could you know you can make that comparison even though they're, they're years apart but that language at visual language is fully at play here like you oh, said yeah. and, and like every time you kind of get those little nods and stuff it's like oh this is this is the movie I wish we were watching. Like, the F. Murray Abraham character could just be a little bit more eccentric, and it's like, okay, now we're kind of getting like the mad scientist, like, friend zone sort of thing. Like, there's just a lot of, like, it was almost there. Like, this just wasn't quite 100%, but what's there does work. I just want to see it fully fleshed out, because it is so cool. Yeah, and, and that's, for all our complaints earlier, all these ideas that this movie brings forward and never returns to again, they're all really good. Yeah. Like even the the whole pregnancy aspect or being like uh impregnated by the bug that they hinted at, that would have been its own great movie. Uh having the kid who could actually communicate with the bug men you due to his autism, like you could play with ideas there and just like, well maybe they're not all bad. Like you can do a whole bunch of other things. And then like you said, the Frankenstein thing. There's also just exploring the subway, like and finding a, a colony of creatures and just becoming a, a like a, a survive, a siege movie. Like, that, that train section became also fun. Having yeah. bloodthirsty bugs attack a train and them trying to find a way out. Like, each of the moments in the movie, I was actually into each of the moments separately from the whole. Yeah. And just, like, the, the cops who were going down there and digging around and causing problems. Like, there's that, too. like Like, all the characters, too, to that point. Are actually kind of fun characters. They're they're colorful. They're maybe not the best, maybe not all of them ring true one hundred percent. Like you know, the professor could be more, but they're all interesting enough to want to follow their particular avenue. Oh yeah, like I love the nineties kids. Like they're yeah. all just such nineties kids. Like the two that get killed are just like you guys are like straight out of a fucking Burger King commercial. Like you're just like you you are just quintessential nineties. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And just the movie also just doesn't care and completely kills the hell out of them. Like, oh yeah, like it's brutal. the 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 death here, the deaths in this movie are pretty brutal. Like the uh, uh, preacher in the beginning, he gets like s- um, swung back and forth in the grate. Oh yeah, before being yanked through because he was too big and too ch- <sighs> chest heavy, and it's like, ah, that's brutal. Ouch! And Josh Burling gets fucking cut in half. Yeah. Or maybe the, gutted I mean, You don't really see But it, it looks pretty brutal And all that's acting on his part Like they yeah. don't ever show you What happens to him You just see the blood spray In the back And then he just dies And it's like <laughs> Even though he doesn't get To do a whole bunch Other than like spit And kind of be like blah, blah, I'm a cop nah, That's a baby act- It's baby Josh Brolin Baby Josh Brolin But that's no mean feat <laughs> You're hanging from A sewing machine A classic sewing machine And you're just like dying <laughs> What a thing! Like what a a neat idea. Yeah. He's being torn in half, and he's holding onto a sewing machine for dear oh, yeah. life. <laughs> like there's there's a visual irony right there too. That, oh yeah, uh, Del Toro is just like you can see it so early on with this guy that he knows how to be playful in the end result. You know, in the in the the scene itself, and yeah, I, I it's those little moments I can't help but gush about. Yeah. I, I, like I said I, I there were things I enjoyed about it but for me it's just the stuff that brought it down just it couldn't save it but that said like one of the things I really loved about this movie was uh the relationship between Mira Savino and Jeremy Northman. like cuz you get this like working marriage sort of thing from them where mm-hmm. it's like she is the the incredibly smart one uh who is probably the breadwinner and he is aware of that and kind of annoyed by it but also wants to be supportive of his wife. And you kind of you don't really ever like fully display it but as you kind of watch them interact you kind of get it like every now and then he kind of like tries to put his foot down like no this is the man talking and she's just like you guys are just a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> right. And you can just see it on her face like I know what's going on here I should be the one helping um even though she created the whole fucking situation so maybe not but you know that that's not her problem or it is her problem you know what i'm saying um. yeah like their their whole uh, conversation at the end where she convinces him that she's going to go do the thing yeah and he just like he doesn't hold his ground for very long he does for a little bit and then you see him turn and it just like those moments they're all, they're called back to in the beginning of the movie like their relationship we understand it yeah and it's not it doesn't fall into that trap where it's like they, didn't, they couldn't have a baby, so they're going to have uh, marital problems. No, they're just working through being both career people. Yeah. And the movie is just them working through it. They don't necessarily solve it. They're appreciative that they're both alive at the end. We don't have any more from the movie because it just ends, but <laughs> that's all it is. It doesn't have to be more than that. And that's actually kind of nice. I thought I was glad that it was simple that allowed it to kind of play a little bit more complex. They could act off of that a little bit with each other. And it just made it enough that it felt like a real relationship. Like, you actually got these two had history beyond bug sewers. Yeah. Which is nice. It's not something you get in, like, just kind of straight-up monster movies. Usually these characters are here just to, you know, say the lines and run away from the thing. But actually having that backstory just kind of gives the, this bigger world that you know exists. And it just makes it more of a real thing. And that's something Del Toro was able to do right from the get-go, even on this th- movie. <laughs> Yeah, like their their um, bathroom scene where they're just kind of they're getting ready to have some sexy times, but they're just kind of Del Toro uh, likes people in tubs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the prequel to uh, <laughs> Shape of Water or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, no, just even that relation, that aspect of their relationship, them just finding a little bit of time for themselves and just getting rid of the pretense. Like he just walks into the tub with his clothes. Yeah, and like they just don't like they they they're fine with each other. And I thought that was kind of a nice scene in that in that specificity. Like, he's still in his clothes. He's in the tub. Who cares? Whatever. We're together. We're celebrating. Yeah, then Zack Snyder did it in BVS. Odd. Uh. Hmm. Connection? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I still like BVS, but that is, like, the exact same. Um. Yeah. Hey, and, you know, it it works. I'll tell you that. Like, it worked in both movies for me. So. It, me too. So, you know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I'm trying to think the other things that I really enjoyed in this movie. I I mean, I I want to be able to talk. It's I guess it's kind of a both enjoyment and complaint. I want to be talk. I want to be able to talk about the creatures and how cool they are because in theory they kind of are. And when you get to see them, they are. But you don't really get to see them enough. Like you don't get to see the human thing enough or how they kill enough. You just kind of get just glimpses. And I feel like it's that sort of like old school horror at play, like the I just need you wanting more. And it's like, yeah, but when you do finally pay off the wanting more, you're showing the male who's kind of boring and uh, not the scary one. So, like, that's you're giving us the wrong one. Right. It's almost taking that uh, attack too far of to try to not show much. Yeah. Or try to downplay it. And I and horror movies wrestle with this even still, but I I feel absolutely. I feel like back then it was much more uh, blatant. Like oh, the monster looks stupid, and so you kind of have this not wanting to show it. Whereas like you've got Del Toro who's like, if he's gonna make a creature, it's gonna look cool. Like let him make it look cool. Let like, I mean, but I'm also of another mind that I liked how much shadow was in this movie throughout the whole movie. Just there was a grimy feel to when we're in the light with the our protagonists and then you get down to the sewers and everything is just drenched in shadow and noise and you got the bug noise just yeah. all over. And that, that was effective. I mean, even though I still wanted to see the creature, like you said, more just, I, I'm, I'm off to my, I'm, I'm torn. Cause it's like at the same time, not seeing made what I heard worse. Yeah. Which made it better. <laughs> if you, you get what I mean. Totally. And I, I think it's just that, uh, it just didn't quite strike the balance well enough. Yeah. Like it was close. Like I said, with the most of the movie, it was close. It just didn't quite get there. Uh, and, and again, I, I don't really blame Del Toro for most of this. After I've kind of read the behind-the-scenes stuff and you know dealing with the Weinsteins and their fucking dumbasses, it, it, I, I kind of just give him a pass on it. It's like, I, I like the stuff that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't think there's nearly enough of it for me to really want to return to it very often. No, no. And I feel like this movie... Before I even watched this or came across this, I would always con- conflate it with um, species, the much more um, uh, evocative oh. and genre and pulpy one. Is that the one with the 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 naked lady the whole time?
1: Yeah, who, yeah who like okay.
0: uh, who, who eats eats the males and all that and yeah. destroys them and all that. It's like I I can like the way the posters I kind of conflate them even though these are two completely different movies, but I feel like they're that's the one that people re- remember and this one unfortunately because of all these pieces that are not quite sticking that's we, we barely remember this one yeah I, I i've i've cards on the table i've never seen species i just remember the, the naked lady alien thing on the cover my parents told me i can't watch it and i uh i just never went back on that promise um <laughs> i but it, it reminded chewy a lot we watched it last night together of the relic the Relic. Um, and uh, she watched think, that earlier, and they came out right around the same time. And she's like, "I just the Relic was just willing to be a bad movie more, so she had a more fun ride with it." I might be quoting her kind of wrong on that because she really liked the movie, but it was like it was willing to be kind of dumb and fun. Try to see if that's if I remember that one, The Relic. Oh, I have no, not I, seen The Relic. I have not uh, seen. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, I t- I told Chewie we'd watch it again this week because and now I'm curious because uh, I, like I said, I, I didn't hate the time with this movie. I just. It was just that sort of like that frustrating watch of I I know what this could be and it's just not there and it's just not there enough where I'm like there might be like if I had watched this the year it came out and uh, I I, like same mind I am now which I obviously wasn't in the 90s but I'd go that either shows great promise or the next thing is going to be fucking horrible like it's going to go one way or the other like it was just just enough to keep me curious. Like, yeah. knowing now, I can see, like, oh, wow, these were, like, the early signs of, like, fucking brilliance. And he already was a good filmmaker. He was just in the Hollywood film system getting chewed up and spit out. Um, so it's kind of cool to go back in, like, an educational standpoint and look at. But, like, for entertainment, uh, I'll go back to Starship Troopers if I want big bugs. Right. Or, you know, any of, like, uh, what, what's the other one he did? Kronos? Yeah, Kronos. Or, go like, go to, go to the big ones from him. Yeah. And, like, Shape of Water, you know does the water better (laughs) yeah um and yeah if you look at his filmography yeah it's clear that this is a b-side unfortunately it's a b-side because of its quality and not just because it's got lost in the shuffle which is kind of i was hoping when i came to this movie that like with the other one the serpent and the rainbow you kind of hope that these are just un they're kind of not talked about because people kind of got wrapped up in everything else in the filmmaker's career but no to both to both of these it's the quality that kind of helps keep it down keeps it out of our mind in conversation yeah cuz you can go like when this came out you probably would have seen it and been entertained enough to go like yeah it was a good time uh, and then just kind of moved on but like going back to him it's like oh these are the <laughs> these are those movies that were on those blockbuster shelves that didn't get rented for 6 months and then made it to the back room and then made it to the trash like it's just like maybe not that harsh for a mimic but like it's that sort of just like it kind of fell away because it wasn't really good enough to stay yeah and if you're uh, like a kid who's watching like renting these and watching these like secretly in in your room or basement or wherever you're hoping for something that's really gross and really grotesque and either that or something really sexy and you're not going to get any of that with this necessarily because the bugs aren't buggy enough the deaths aren't deathy (laughs) yeah (laughs) enough the the ooze is not oozy enough even though you see it there it's like you're kind of waiting like oh that's it yeah, I mean, this is what I snuck this video for. <laughs> yeah, I, I do enjoy looking at it from like this is what happens when you put Del Toro on a chain. Like yeah. uh, is this why he didn't do the Hobbit? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like you, you think that maybe he dodged a bullet there or something? Yeah, like it, it is very interesting from that mindset. Um, but but I, mean... I don't really have too much more to dive into on it. Do, do you want to move over to our uh, quote? t slash moment e slash thing sure sure (laughs) unless there's something else you wanted to 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 jump on i I just i could not think of anything else no i think we covered it and just uh yeah i think we covered it there's not much more we could pull from it even the little boy with the spoons like we've covered it there's nothing more i I mean all i have to say about him is negative stuff and it's not that kid's fault so i'd rather just just kind of leave him be (laughs) yeah yeah That seems very rude, but I'm just like, it wasn't your (laughs) fault, kid. I see that there was an idea here, and then they they decided not to, but you were still here, unfortunately. So uh, I guess that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've got a a line, I would say. Cool. Um, Then if you will indulge me, I'll go first. Go for it. Okay, it's um, from Josh Brolin's character as he's walking through... Some ooey gooey stuff In the, the sewers This is what I love about my job I get to travel See the world Meet new cultures I mean it's all bacterial But hey what the fuck <laughs> And just the delivery I was like That led me down A certain path of expectations That weren't honored In the movie But it definitely Led me down a path <laughs> Like that feels like a line That would be Like in another world In Piranha Like <laughs> Yeah But what the fuck <laughs> Out of context. Even in context is ridiculous, but out of context, that's just goofy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going for the other line. Like the, the line, and it's both the line and the entire scene, because it just had this feeling of like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like It felt like you just changed everything in the movie and just decided, fuck it, but never mind, and just moved on. And that's where uh, Dr. Gates lets the epic line out, my God, the organs, they're perfectly formed. And it's like... <laughs> what organs don't worry about it the organs but but what does this mean don't it means they're big don't worry about it (laughs) like it's just like wait what what did you just do right (laughs) like what was the point of this (laughs) well isn't that isn't that aren't they also showing him digging through the creature and you're not seeing anything that looks like recognizable organs no like the lungs kind of look like lungs and that that's about it and it's just like wait but what was the point of like this revelation? Like it literally is forgotten after that. And everything's just blown up a few minutes later, but here's this whole scene <laughs> explaining like how they've evolved for fucking nothing. Yeah. And that's just kind of my review of the movie. <laughs> it's just like, wait, why? Oh, <laughs> wait, why? And so wait, what? It's, wait? Why? And that's, that's damning. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, mirrors Savino fucking rocked in this movie like she always does i didn't say that earlier and i i I miss seeing her and stuff she's fucking awesome oh yeah and she had like it was fun to see her in a a horror film that involves ooey gooey like awfulness yeah like because she was all in on it oh man like i'm just trying to imagine this movie like in the the old school time frame of like uh (sighs) You know, like like an ant from outer space sort of movie, like just like yeah. that. Yeah, like, I'm like that. That would have been really cool, and I just we, we didn't we didn't get that movie. Um, no, she could have she could have pulled that off too. Oh, absolutely, from absolutely. Yeah, Romeo and Michelle is that where you're going with it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, but like, oh man, uh, that, that gives me an idea for a double feature. <laughs> you know what's weird is that this movie and Romy and Michelle came out in the same year. <laughs> that's amazing it's a weird year um that is a weird year to have on your um resume <laughs> like yeah you know 90 was it 97 97 was just kind of a strange year you know i, I took some <coughs> jobs i had some fun uh i regret nothing yeah <laughs> um, and that leads us to, to double features i really really just want to say Romeo and michelle but i won't <laughs> all right so i'm gonna go first this time um And my, you gotta watch Mimic first, okay. And then you're gonna watch Joe Dante's Matinee. Oh yeah, nice little callback there. What a great movie that was. I I, I fucking loved Matinee. Like that was such like. There's things in it that didn't work, but like overall, it's just such a fun movie. And like it really just embraced like the people behind these sorts of monster movies. Uh, And uh, I, I think these would go wonderfully well together. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially like mimic first, then you see, like, the potential of what it could have been in, in the movie within the movie in matinee. Yeah. Like it, it, I think that'd be a really fun. I almost kind of want to watch it again now in this double <laughs> feature. Uh, for me, I'll go with kind of how, what I would watch logically next after this. And I mentioned it earlier, but uh, the faculty. Oh um, yeah. That kind of uh, aliens taking over the body and, and replacing the humans. That um, pod people thing. Like that idea would follow well after this and in fact kind of bring the energy back up after such an abrupt ending it would be like what's going on oh no hey cool we're we're back to a new flow like i would just even myself if i saw this years ago i'd be like you know the faculty should be next and that's kind of my justification faculty is one of those movies that i'm like every time someone's like it goes "Eh, that's not very good i'm like nah here Listen to my dissertation on why the faculty is awesome. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I just, it's one of the most underrated movies. It's so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, okay. like uh, there's even a bug at the end of it too. Like, it's just like bug movie series, you know? Yeah. Except you have to kill the bugs in that movie with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so, that's so, uh, of that time. And fucking alien John Stewart. Like that movie is the best. Um, <laughs> god if we do a robert rodriguez month that, that that has to happen that would be a fun month that would be that would be a balls to the wall bonkers month oh yeah oh yeah the, uh, maybe it's in our future who knows um yeah. all right well i think that brings a uh, mimic to a close yep blows the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I feel kind of bad. Like I, I was really looking forward to mimic, and uh, a, and it just it just didn't fully work for me. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Um, but I did enjoy watching it, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll, I will do that double feature with Matinee because that does seem like it would be fun. Um, but moving on to next week, uh, we were going to do John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars, and we might still for the last week because we still haven't decided that one. But I, I wanted to try to aim for something that I remember being good. <laughs> I say this so, so just in case I'm wrong again. Um, but I remember liking this movie when it came out, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, and and I don't... John, you haven't seen it, right? Uh, no. And I'm 90% sure Chewie hasn't, but I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she hasn't. So we're going to do Sam Raimi's The Gift. Uh, it's just kind of a cool movie. I, I remember really liking it. I remember being kind of spooked out by it. It's got a really good cast. Uh, and it should be <laughs> – fuck, I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Big old caveat there. Because I, uh, I, really, I really enjoy watching horror movies throughout October, and uh, so far it's been some swings and misses. And then American Horror Story just kind of went <laughs> at the end of the, the first half, so I'm, I'm missing my horror stuff. Yeah, I need something that's fun and delightful and deliciously you know, grotesque. Yeah, well, I mean – the gift isn't grotesque but it should be fun i think yeah i hope <laughs> <laughs> we'll you watch see. it like 10 minutes in you'll probably text me and be like oh shit i goofed <sighs> I fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's, let, let's uh let's hope not um let's do a quick round of plugs we can say goodbye uh at uh over at binge buddies we're back up and running with uh who what when where and why we do in the shadows uh we're into season or we should just be about into season two uh by the time this recording comes out it will be next week i believe uh and uh we're having a blast it's such a fun show and uh we it's a, we have so much fun recording it so oh yes and it's i've been you know i've watched i caught up i watched along sort of preemptively and then caught up to the end of second season before you guys got there so just to kind of get myself um in the mode to listen and yeah just everything you guys are saying is pretty much spot on it's such a great show and when i've done the notes for it i've always felt like a broken record like because this episode is awesome this one's fucking great this one's amazing it's like well yeah duh yep. it, we can only sound like a broken record there hasn't been that there really hasn't been a miss no and, and like especially in season one like season two i think has one episode i'm somewhat cold on then season three has a few um but season one i think that the only one we didn't like was the finale and we still loved it it was just like it wasn't it was the worst out of the 10 but man is it still good so yeah you should check yeah. out that show like check out our our show on it we we uh we have a lot of fun talking about that show and you should watch it
1: yeah, yeah definitely watch their, along I'll and listen to stuff along. Yeah, yeah absolutely
0: uh john what's going on with demon days uh we're still trying to schedule uh re- uh recording and meeting up um but you know when you're in the film industry and you have uh actors who are in the film industry who are coming off of like dozens of days in a row of working and uh, you know, all that sort of thing. You're just like, we got to make sure everyone's good before we can record. So we're still planning and figuring it out. So maybe by the end of the month. So it sounds like you're giving people ample time to go back and catch up on your uh, kick-ass show. Oh, yes. You have plenty of time right now because uh, essentially once we get back into a rhythm, I plan to go back to weekly again. So like I remember when I first started Welcome to Night Vale, I'm like, this is going to take so fucking long to catch up. Uh, and it did. I, I ended up being totally worth the ride, but it, it can be a bit of a daunting task when you know it's still going. So, having this big break makes it a lot easier to catch up. Oh, yeah. So, catch up, be a part of the now, you know, be with <laughs> us as we, uh, as our heroes uh, travel through the Shadow Fell and attempt to deal with the troubles that are happening there. All I hear is Wayne going, Welcome to now. <laughs> Welcome to the now. <laughs> uh,. Alright, sounds good. Uh, and then be sure to check out uh, Damage Boost. You just had uh, episode 100. Oh yes, such a good show. And yep. If you're not listening to it, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> 30 lashes with a wet noodle or whatever and just get to it. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, so thank you everyone so much for listening. We will be back next week with uh, The Gift. I almost forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to fucking happen. Alright, bye! Bye! Those?